podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boys. Come on, boys. Yep, time to crack open another beer because it's time. It is time for another Bosco's Boys live show. It's time. It is time. I, I again, I, I feel like I say this every single week. Uh, every single week when we do these shows, these, uh, these live shows kind of give me a second wind, you know, I, with, with the weather being so hot, uh, you know, I'm having to get out to, uh, you know, get out, take Chauncey on a walk early mornings after the Peloton rides. Uh, so I'm waking up even earlier than usual, so. Man, I tell you what, if it if it wasn't for this show, I probably I, I'd probably be falling asleep, you know, before eight thirty tonight. But it's given me a second wind, cracked open my beer, it is ready to go. It's ready to talk to all the boneheads. It's time to talk some K State sports. We had a lot of uh stuff go down this week. Um, you know, not all great, but you know, it, it was one of the more exciting football recruiting weekends in a long time. Uh, shout out to Whitney, uh, Peloton Cats, hashtag Ema Peloton, all sorts of stuff. It is a, a great spot. It keeps me motivated. So we, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, good old Chauncey Bosco is super energetic because, like I said, we, we, we went on that uh, – Went on that walk at 6.30 in the morning today instead of right before the show. So he will probably be trying to get involved uh, in the show. Um, but you got to love it. You got to love dogs. It's, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a fun night. Um, we're going to talk about all, five, or all four pickups uh, by K-State uh, football. Over this last weekend, all four transfers of one kind or another. Honestly, I, I don't really even need to, uh, I shouldn't uh, even qualify it because in all of the materials, K-State calls even junior college guys transfers. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. For anyone listening on uh, the RSS feed, download ColorCast. We're going live 7 p.m. every Wednesday uh, you folks listening in today, we can get up to nine on stage. I think I've sent an invite to almost all of you early birds who have shown up. Uh, if you don't want to hop up, that's fine. Just hold it down in the chat. Uh, and then, you know, as folks show up, uh, we'll get it started. But today we are, uh, well, hey, shout out to Hayes studying for his finals. Uh, you know what? Good for you. Uh, so we're going to get started because it is hot as hell today. We're going to get started with the off-topic question of the week, 
What is your all-time favorite ice cream or ice cream snack, ice cream adjacent, just frozen treat because it is hot as hell here in Kansas? Again, last week we, we started off with what was your favorite summer drink of choice? Everyone's like, oh, Scott, it's 50 degrees and raining. Well, now, you know, people are getting heat strokes in the hood, man. It's not good. We're going to start with Chef. Chef, I'm sorry to hear your power's out. What's going on up in uh, Ohio? Is it a storm? What's going on? No, it's it's hot as balls here. Um, people are probably out driving reckless on the roads. Probably took out a pole or something like that. It's supposed to come back at 1130. So um, we'll just sit in this hot house and think of how our melted ice cream is going to taste because you can't keep anything cold in this bitch. Well, I mean, dude... My neighborhood in Shawnee, it happens to lose uh, power way more often than I'd like. So I definitely know that pain. Um, hopefully not this week, but, you know, it, it is what it is. What's your all-time favorite ice cream or ice cream treat or anything in the ice cream varietals? Well, when I see ice cream, the first thing I think of is that mint chocolate chip. I'm Ooh. all about that green mint flavor with the chunks of dark chocolate it's got to be dark chocolate in there but it's delicious um and then i like specialty like ice creams too like there's a little frozen yogurt place down the road that serves a elvis presley that has uh peanut butter peanut butter jelly and banana in the in, in banana ice cream it's so good i love it i love it chef coming in hot i gotta say this Either just peanut butter ice cream or peanut butter cup ice cream. Anything with peanut butter and ice cream, low-key is fire, and that's always what I go for. We're going to start with our guy, Joel. Joel, who uh, you know forgets he has to steer when, when he has cruise control on. Joel, when you're cruising to get some ice cream, what are you seeking out, my man? Dude, all I'm saying is I need a Tesla, I guess. I, I don't understand why every car can't ha- be self-driving. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a choose a Choco Taco and I don't know if all you guys know what that is, but oh, I know what a Choco oh, Taco yeah. is. Me, me and Cole back in the day at the pool, those long summer days, we used to tear those up, find a couple bucks laying around. Boy, you'll be set. I love it. I love it. We'll, we'll go to, we'll go to Colorado Cole next. Colorado Cole, are you still as fond of the Choco Tacos as your boy, Joel? Oh, most definitely. I think it's quite the delicacy. Um, anytime you got your hands on one of those as a kid, you knew it was going to be a good day. Um, I can remember going up to the little snack shack at the pool and trying to convince the people that my mom said it's okay to put one on the account, but they never really believed me. Um, but nowadays, I have developed into quite the lactose intolerant person. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so... I usually stay away from the ice cream, but occasionally I splurge because my girlfriend loves ice cream. So I'm going to let her say her favorite flavor. No, I I want to. No, I want to hear her favorite flavor because I I do got to say this. I don't know if I've said this on the live show before or not, but one of my favorite memories uh, from last football season was getting to meet not just Cole and Joel in person, but also their better looking halves, which is tough because Cole and Joel are both the cuties. But I want, I want to know Cole's uh, girlfriend's favorite ice cream. She has to say it now. 
for sure cookie dough all the way. All right. I love it. I love it. You guys are, we haven't had a stinker come up next and I don't think it's going to start with my guy, Coley Dub. I'm going to drop the whole Texas thing. I'm just calling you Coley Dub from now on. That's your screen name. Coley Dub, what is your go-to ice cream treat or just ice cream scoop? Anything ice cream? Uh, yeah, Coley Dub works, by the way. That's, I've been called Coley Dub multiple times throughout my life. Um, I would say it has to be cookies and cream for sure. The, uh, just regular vanilla with that Oreos all mixed in, preferably a Oreo blizzard is really, really hits the spot Ooh, If the, if the blizzard machine's working. Right. Also, or wait, is is that, do I have that wrong? Is that what they're calling it? McDonald's and it's never working? McDonald's and McFlurry. That's never working. McFlurry. Okay. I'm an yeah. idiot. I'm sorry. Conti- <laughs> also, continue. Uh, DQ has a, uh, you know, those drum, those like drumsticks cones. Well, yep, yep. DQ has a drumstick blizzard and it's fantastic. Everyone should try it. There we go. We're going to my guy, Ace Edwards. Ace, uh, we got Hayes in the chat. Uh, you know, he's studying for finals. Are you done with finals for the year? Uh, yeah, I actually finished up my last final yesterday and I am enjoying the freedom. Congratulations. Shout out to Ace and his buddy Connor, host of the Aggieville Alley Cats. Even though they still haven't brought me on, we're not going to talk about today. I'm also not going to throw strays at your co-host Connor. He didn't appreciate that last (laughs) week, even though I got a chuckle out of it. Ace, what's your go-to ice cream or your all-time favorite ice cream? It's actually, well, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to pick one, and it's going to be some Baskin-Robbins birthday cake ice cream. I had it once when I was, like, 16, and then it just became, like, crack for me. Never had it. So this is the first one that, uh, outside of the uh, uh, drumstick blizzard, that's the first thing I haven't had, so I'll have to put that on my list. Uh, Bob Trollsby is in the house. Uh, you know, again, I, I actually, you know, I, I think this is the first time you've ever come into a live show under the uh, alias of Bob Trollsby. So we're just going to keep it at that. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the chat. What's your all time favorite ice cream? Sorry, I just had to figure out the mute button on the color cast. Yeah, I think this is your first <laughs> first time, I think, on ColorCast. I, you know, I think you were under your uh, legal name when we did Spotify Green Room, but I like the Bob Trolls being in the house. What's your all-time favorite ice cream? So we've, got this, uh, we've got this place called McGill's. It's probably a mile from us here in uh, Lakewood, Colorado, and it's it, they've got just the best Reese's peanut butter cup mixed in with their vanilla bean. That's oh my the go-to God. every time. It's so good. That that would be like 100% my, my favorite. Um, so yeah, shout out. We, we got two people from Colorado in here today. We I think we got two people in Kansas, one in California, one in Ohio. Again, Bonehead Nation is from sea to shining sea. We're going to end with Cali Mike keeping it real out on the West Coast. Cali Mike go to ice cream i might get some I, I i might get some hate on this i'm not sure but it's not a it's not often heard of ice cream but black cherry is my go-to um, interesting and i seem to remember when i was growing up we would always get this black cherry ice cream from dylan's and it might have had like walnuts or pecans in it i don't know but it's super good 
You know, that, that sounds interesting. When I, when I think of uh, cherry, I, I think maybe like I would be more apt to think of it like as like a possible sherbet or like a like shaved ice type thing. I'm talking vanilla. black cherry. Vanilla ice cream. No, I know. I know. I know. I, 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 I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Uh, you know, the next time I find myself in a Dylan's grocery store, I'm going to see if they still have it. I do have to say this. I, I think my absolute go-to right now in today's day and age is a frozen custard from Freddy's vanilla with peanut butter and peanut butter cups. Again, I go to bat with peanut butter with, uh, ice cream and peanut butter cups in there, a little bit of chocolate, not too much. You know, that is the way I go. All right. Uh, that was a fun off topic. Now let's get into the meat of it. We're going to start good and we will get to the bad. So we're, we're going to kind of get, go with the good, the chip on the shoulder, and then, uh, the interesting case of Antoine Davis. So let's start with the good. K-State picks up four transfers in basically like 36 hours over the last weekend. You have Drake Cheatham, who is a safety from, you know, the good old sauce boss pipeline at Prairie View A&M. You have Anthony Frias, a junior college guy, I believe out of Tyler Community College. So that's our second guy. He comes along with Kobe Savage, and we're going after his other teammate, Gavin Forsha. He's a running back, and he looks built. It is hilarious to see the pictures of him standing next to, you know, B.A. This dude is a big back, an absolute big back. Then they also got Jordan Wright coming from California. He's an all-league junior college corner. And then you have Jaden Jackson. I think he has three years of eligibility coming from Ole Miss, getting him over Utah. My initial take is I don't know if any of these guys are going to take off and be superstars in that first year. I think these are depth guys, and I think we needed some of these depth guys. But I'm going to throw it to the boneheads. We're going to start with the good chef up in Ohio. Chef, first off, what was your reaction when you saw four transfers come in all last weekend? And then do you have a favorite, an early favorite of these four? Well, when I first saw it, I mean – we saw commitments rolling in with no cat signal. And I, I honestly was shocked. I was like, is this real or are they actually committed? Maybe he forgot the not committed on his hashtag. Um, but you know, when it, for me, um, the, the number one guy has got to be, uh, Drake Cheatham. Is that how you has, how we're saying it? That's what I'm going with until I talk to him. No, it's wild is Drake Cheatham in his, uh, Twitter bio has like two time, FCS All-American, yeah. all this type of stuff. Again, I tried to track it down. I was having a little bit of issue. I, I well, keep the, confirming he was all swack. I know yeah. for a fact I found that. Yeah, I mean, the the Prairie View A&M's website is absolute garbage. Um, you can't find anything on there. I think oh. their like, updated stats is like from 2018. It is horrible. Um, I'm going to say this. Sorry for cutting you off. If we're going to keep this Prairie View A&M pipeline going, I think we need to send some of our interns to Moonlight for their you know sports information because, absolutely. holy shit, the last yeah, few years trying to track down this stuff. But, I mean, honestly, he's my favorite of all the, the commitments that we just need, uh, we just got. I think he fills the biggest need. I don't think he's going to be necessarily a depth piece. Um, I tweeted out Sauce, Boy, Sauce Boss 2.0. Um, that got a lot of love. 
Um, I think that's what he's going to feel. I think he's seen how we moved Hayes up to the safety spot. I think that nickel position is somewhere where he can thrive just like Reggie did. Um, and to be honest, if, if it means that the Prairie View A&M guys aren't getting recruited, let's not, let's just keep their website real shitty. You know, let's keep these (laughs) gems hidden. You know, if we're getting Reggie Stubblefields every freaking season, let's just hide him. Yeah, I, I think we might. I, I think we might need to come up with his own nickname. I don't know about Sauce Boss Two I don't know. We'll marinate on it. I was just, I was just it. comparing the two. Yeah. Oh, I know. And, and he has swagger. I am all for taking these swaggy defensive backs. From I'm not. Prairie the View only thing I'm not excited about about Drake is that he doesn't wear gloves, which is a goofy look. I just don't like it. I, I hey, get him with the swag team. Get his equipment, you know, right. Maybe maybe that'll change. We're going to go down to Bob Trollsby. Bob Trollsby, were you caught off guard a little bit? I was busy. I was I was back home doing the mom pod. I was out for a late lunch, you know, doing all this great stuff. Um, I was thrown off because I have tweet notifications for Taylor Brett. I didn't get the cat signal uh, for any of these. He kind of came out late, you know, making sure everyone knew he saw his access to his Twitter account. I was caught off guard with all four of these. What was your reaction when you saw all four come in? Do you have a favorite? Are you in the same boat as Chef who thinks, hey, maybe it's not all depth. Maybe one of these guys can be a star. Uh, Yeah, so I mean, as far as it it kind of flew under the radar, I feel like. I I knew that we had some visits this weekend, but I wasn't paying that close of attention to it. Um, I think with the Antoine Davis saga, I was more fixated on that, to be perfectly honest with you, because I think – as far as spots to fill, the basketball team's got a lot more of those that we need right now, you could argue. Um, from a football standpoint, I think I think Frias is the one I'm most excited about just because he's kind of a workhorse guy uh, based on everything that I've seen, and, and he will be more of a power back to kind of offset Deuce being more of that jitterbug, being able to get out there, get the speed fast, and, and open up some space. So I'm, I'm most excited about him just because as much as I love Jack Sleen, I don't think he's RB2. Um, so that's, that's uh, yeah, you're I'm out of the running for MVP of the night. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I'll take a yell. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that. I, I, I'm a, I'm all on board with that. And again, the, the funny thing is with some of these junior college guys, um, they had a lot more, uh, you know, run. I think outside of Drake Cheatham, we had the, best you know i think we had to beat out power five guys for all of them um so i'm super excited i think maybe you know this spring is going to be kind of a frenzy on the juco market i think there's not as much uh big time talent coming from division one transfers as we saw last year we're gonna go to joel next joel uh do you have a favorite of the four do you think any of them are going to step in and be uh, instant impact guys. Yeah. Um, that is it. Anthony, is it free? Free is. Yeah. That, that, I think that's going to be a fan favorite. Yeah. That dude is an absolute unit. I saw a video of his workouts and good Lord, that is a man. I want like when we play KU that last game of the season, put him and Jackson in the back in the backfield and run it at Gavin Potter, like four or five times in a row just to start the game. I mean, he, he, he definitely is uh, he, he definitely is a unit, and I'm looking forward to seeing him out there. 
Um, and I think ultimately it, it, it was needed. I, I was someone who wasn't as big on taking a running back, but I trust the staff. You get another guy, multiple years of eligibility. That's what I love. We're going to go to Callie Mike. Callie Mike, where you caught off guard by getting all four. And then, you know, again, have to be successful visits because, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, Jaden Jackson, you get him to commit before he can go and visit Utah. You get Jordan Wright, who has multiple years, uh, but, you know, right after he visited uh, Florida State. Anthony Frias was getting some Pac-12 love, and he's just like, no, I'm a cat. And then again, of course, the Prairie View A&M pipeline. Did any of this catch you off guard, and how pumped are you for these guys? Uh, I wasn't really caught off guard. Just, I mean, you know, you like to see it. Uh, that many commitments like in one weekend that's kind of nuts I mean it's great obviously I'm I'm super bricked up over it um, you know I, I'm looking I'm thinking like Jordan Wright he looks like he's going to be a beast um, but definitely Prius I mean that guy's totally legit he's he's out of Modesto which is you know not a far drive from San Fran so Gotta gotta rep the the guys from Cali like uh, Nigel Malone from the past, you know. Yeah, I mean you're you're gonna have to really ride for him as a California cat. So I'm looking forward to you picking him basically to be your pick to click almost all football season. Consider long. it done. <laughs> I love it. We're gonna go to my guy Ace, who kind of fancies himself a film study guy. Were you able to find much on any of these guys, and what is your breakdown? Yeah, so I was able to find a little bit on just three of the four of them. Oddly, the weirdest one to find was Jordan Wright, because all 22 for JUCO does not exist. Maybe it should. Maybe it should. I would do disgusting things for all 22. But it is, I'd say probably my favorite is Anthony Frias as it stands right now, just as what he is, because this dude runs pissed. He runs just absolutely angry. It is just the definition of halfback dive, get five yards, and probably break two people's ribs. So just that attitude and being the perfect complement for Deuce is is really awesome. All right, we're going to go to Colorado Cole and finish with Coley Dub on this one. Colorado Cole, uh, four pickups, all transfers in. Um, do you have a favorite? I, you, you were – Definitely early on the sauce boss train. Uh, is Drake Cheatham going to live up to that, uh, you know, basically historic fan favorite, uh, you know, level set that Reggie uh, put for Prairie View A&M guys? Uh-oh. There we go. Yep. Come on, Cole. I believe in you. He's going to be spotty. He's heading up to the Red Rocks. All right. Oh, going uh, to Red Rocks. I love it. Uh, I'll, make it, I'll make it short and sweet. I love my Prairie View A&M guys, but I got to beat the dead horse. Uh, I'm going to go with Big Tony Frias. Uh, I think he's And I honestly think that we're just going to need him to come in and, and make some plays. So he's definitely going to get a fair shot. I like I like the big Tony Frias, you know. I think maybe Big Tony that might that might have to be his uh, his nickname. We're gonna go to Coley Dub next. Coley Dub, wrap us up with these four guys. Um, all transfers in. I again, I, I think 
all needed guys. Who do you think is going to make the biggest impact in year one? Um, I'd say this year, probably like everyone else said, uh, Tony Frias, just as far as opportunity goes. Wait, no, I had that wrong. Who's the? Well, he'll be RB too. I, I, I got all these names. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah. so yeah, Tony yeah, Frias yeah. will be RB too. And again, if you look at what happened with, uh, you know, carry distribution, he's going to probably get between five to ten carries a game if we're going to keep with that similar path, uh, you know, of non-deuce running back carry. So he definitely will have the chance to have a massive impact. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I just think each of the guys brought in, they aren't necessarily going to be, you know, top dudes this year, but they're all going to be able to have their role and help us win for sure. Yeah, 100%. I do got to say, I, I think that when you look at how much we rotate in the secondary, I do think that Jordan Wright is going to have a big year, and I do think Drake Cheatham is also going to have a big year as well. Honestly, I think all four of these dudes are going to play quite a bit, and if Jaden Jackson, you know, he was a former uh, high three-star, uh, scored a touchdown against Alabama for Ole Miss, I, I like finding all these guys except for Drake Cheatham with multiple years of eligibility. They can still develop and come into their own as a big-time player. All right, so with two walk-ons recently getting scholarships, I think my count is up to 80, 79 or 80 left on there, and I think we can take I think we can take two to three more guys um, in the transfer portal. I know we have... Uh, a handful of guys who are going to be in town this week. I think you got a you know a, cor- a cornerback. I think they're still looking. I think they would love to find a tight end, and they're going to be looking at interior defensive line and linebacker. Still, um, I, I'll just throw it out to everyone: if you can have only one more position filled this off season. Again, I think we're going to have more than one, but if you can only get one more transfer, what position do you want them at? We're going to start with – we'll start with Coley Dub. We'll go right back to you. If you can only get one, what are you going with? I think I'm going with linebacker for sure. Just add another piece, hopefully someone with multiple years. Yeah, and, and I, I do think things are trending well for a certain linebacker who got a USC offer just today. I'm not going to dive too deep into it because at the end of the day, that is – uh, pretty much behind the paywall over at Case Online. Go check them out. Give them a uh, you know a read over uh, because that is still behind the paywall. But I think that things are trending right, and that's a recruiting win over Lincoln Riley. So you gotta love it. We're gonna go to Cali Mike next. Cali Mike, if you can only get one again, I think we get between two to three, and if the NCAA changes all the rules up to five. Uh, before football season starts. But if you could only get one position, what are you going with? Um, I think defensive end, just because, um, you know, with Duke having that injury last year, obviously we had some good uh, backups coming in there. Um, But, you know, you never know. You want some depth there. So I think defensive end. Yeah, no, I I hear that. Um, Especially with the whole 3-3-5 Set up. I feel like they have kind of been caught in a transition period with all of their defensive linemen uh, recruiting. So I, I definitely hear that. We'll go to Bob Trollsby next. Good old Bob. Um, 
if you can only get one position in the portal or through JUCO for the rest of the way, what position are you choosing? I think I would agree on the linebacking front, mostly just because I'm still – I feel stung by that that Brandon Jennings kid that committed, and he was super solid, and then decommitted within what felt like weeks. But um, I, I do also feel pretty confident that Will Honus, um, you know, Daniel Green and Khalid Duke are going to do a good enough job just on their own. But uh, Will Honus has to stay healthy too. And I know he's had some injury concerns in the past. So it would just be good to have a little bit more depth there, in my opinion. Uh, So I'm going to say linebacker. Yeah, and all things coming out of camp is Honus really did well. But it is wild. That that Jennings one kind of haunts me a little bit. We're going to go with Joel Sheff, and then we'll close this one with Ace. Um, I think uh, K-State by 90, I saw you – put a request in. I, I tried to send it back to you so you can uh, accept that and get up on the stage. But Joel, if you only get one spot, what do you want to fill? Yeah, I'm probably taking linebacker, like most people said. I mean, and I, I'm pretty confident on the guy behind the paywall that we're not talking about. I mean, you can't even figure out what stadium USC actually plays in. That so. is That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Again, make sure you're checking out our guys over at K-State Online. Uh, you know, he, he's like, nah, Fuck, fuck, uh, USC. Uh, I think there's some other folks who are sniffing around him, and he he just is like, nah, I'm I'm gonna be a cat. So I think we might get some more good news this weekend at linebacker. Uh, Chef, if you only get one, are you staying with linebacker? Or are you saying, yeah, I'd actually like to go a different direction. I'm at a fifty fifty split between t- uh linebacker and then tight end. I'm getting super nervous about the depth at tight end. I mean, you hear things out of like spring and whatnot that like will swanson might not be that guy and uh he might be a little undersized and connor fox could be that guy but he can't stay healthy and so you're rolling with sammy wheeler who has injury problems of his own and then after that it's freshman i mean we got ben sennett but i mean he's kind of our number one fullback if if jacks is getting carries you know what i'm saying so if if we could get a solid tight end like we've repeatedly done in the past, even though Amater Bebe had his flashes, he was still a solid tight end that we could lean on sometimes. Um, if we could get one of those guys, which I don't think there is any in the portal, and Juco is looking very thin. I mean, Alabama's getting a guy from Hutch that caught like two passes. So, I mean, I don't particularly know, but linebacker is definitely the 1A and then tight end for me. One one B. It is wild to have seen how uh, how how thin tight end has been in the portal this year. We're going to go and shout out to Hayes. He loves our t- uh, tight end row room. I I will say this. I I don't think it, I think it's just young, and I think there's just a lot of unknowns. I think there's going to be some real deal players, and as long as Sammy Wheeler stays healthy, I think we'll be okay. But I understand the anxiety around it. Uh, we're going to Ace next, and then I see his buddy, you know, the other alley cat is in the house, Connor. So we'll, we'll end with Connor. Uh, Ace, if you only get one spot, again, I think we're going to hear linebacker this weekend. I think you're still going to see two to three more on top of that. But if you're only getting one, are you going linebacker? Actually, no. I'm going to go with nose tackle because, yes, Huggy Bear is back, but I still think that we're going to miss – what Timmy Horn was, which is just that pocket pushing nose tackle. And it'd be great to have two in a three, three, five and just have that 
the, the big fat ass in the middle who's just eating space, which it sounds mean, but it's needed. Oh, I, sleeping on hence, I see. And, and Pickle, his... are we sleeping on hence? Well, well, Pickle has kind of been playing that five tech. He, he's, he's not playing the nose guard, so... Uh, I think he might I, have to. Well, I, I mean, if the big guy wants to get on the Scott Wildcat pre-Peloton diet, you know, maybe he could eat his way there. Uh, but no, I, I think that's also the toughest position to recruit. Uh, you know, so I, I think a multi-year nose tackle would be a great pickup. We're going to go with Connor. Connor, welcome to the show, my friend. I, I promise you I did not throw any strays your way before you got on here. But if you could only take one guy or one more position in the portal or junior college uh, recruiting uh, before we lace it up and get ready for fall camp, what position would you choose? Well, prior to this weekend, I would have said safety for sure. But we just picked up a a real nice safety. So I'm not too worried about that at this point. I think we are probably too deep across the board there. So linebacker seems to be the common answer. So I'm going to roll with this. Uh, I think linebacker, although we seem to be feeling pretty confident about that one guy. And uh, honorable mention goes to nose tackle. I totally agree with Ace. I'd love to have Timmy Horn for just one more season. But Huggins, that's, that's not to discount him, but I'd like some uh, some long-term depth there. Yeah, again, I, I think if you could find a guy you believe in with multiple years, that would be massive. I, I think that is something where we might have, uh, you know, being priority number one in the portal next year. All right, let's get into this. Uh, you know, actually, first, I just want to give a shout out to Sports Drink, uh, you know, because they're my friends. Check out 23 Personnel because I'll tell you this there are other Big 12 podcasts in the Sports Drink Network. Uh, in season, they would usually pop into our live shows and chat with us. So check out 23 Personnel and all sorts of fun stuff over at sports drink they got some comedy podcasts they have some uh you know action sports they have all sorts of stuff so check out them and then again if you're listening to this on the rss feed I, first off i promise android app is coming but if you have apple chat come and talk with us if you don't want to talk you can get in the chat the chat is popping off so shout out to all the folks in the chat i absolutely love you all um and yeah and join us all right, so the next one is going to be, uh, it's not universal, because I'm pretty sure Yahoo and USA Today and a couple other publications have us right close to being top 25, or at least uh, preseason top 25, so it's not universal. But I do have to throw some shade at my friends at the 10-12 network, and then some shade at some of these betting apps. So the 1012 Network, and I love them. The, their flagship show is great. I listen to it multiple times a week. I love them. But on one of their episodes last week, they had a member from their West Virginia podcast on, and then my good old friend, Andy Mitz, from the their KU podcast in the 1012 Network. And they were shitting on Adrian Martinez, which, you know, I kind of understand. He used to be at Nebraska. I used to make jokes about, you know, how much he turned the ball over. But again, I don't know how you can watch him play, look at his stats, and objectively say he is going to be the worst of all the transfer quarterbacks coming in in the Big 12 and not understand the absolute dynamo he can be with the ball in his hands, passing and running. 
I think just utter disrespect from some of the folks over there. And then here's the thing that we all love to talk about. And don't worry, we will do our full Big 12 Overs and Unders live show when we get a little bit closer to the season. But man, Vegas and all these betting apps absolutely hate your Kansas State Wildcats. They're saying, oh, we are the second longest odds in the Big 12. Basically, again, it doesn't work just like this, but if you were to take the odds at face value saying, oh, only KU has a worse shot at winning the Big 12 than K-State. And then I think Bet Rivers is the first one to publish Big 12 overs and unders, have K-State at six, and not only at six, but they're saying, hey, you bet the over, we're giving you plus 110 on that bet as well. Utter disrespect from all the betting houses. And I just want to ask you guys, what is your leading theory as to why our Big 12 brethren doubting Adrian Martinez, doubting the Cats, and then Vegas thinks we're going to suck? We're going to start with Connor. You're way more even keel than I am. But what are, what's your reaction to some of this blatant disrespect from the betting houses and then some folks inside the Big 12? Um, I'm not surprised from Vegas. I'm a little surprised to see it from within the Big 12 because I don't expect everybody nationally to just have a great grasp on what's going on in Manhattan. And, you know, maybe we're all biased and we end up going like six and six. But I really do think we have a, a at minimum seven and five looking at possible double digit wins team. So I think the reason for it is just the doubt around Adrian Martinez and also the fact that Skylar Thompson was such a steady presence at quarterback for so long that you could rely on to get us to at least seven or eight wins in a season. And that steady presence is gone. And I think Vegas sees QB void or graduating long-term QB and just sees the potential for a really wacky season. We're going to go to Chef. Chef, shout out to your uh, power getting turned back on. Shout out oh. to the good people of Ohio. Hey, What's your reaction? Baby. Again, bet responsibly, but you know, shocking numbers out there. And then again, some 9 a.m. slander from our friends at the 1012 Network. What's your reaction to all this? It's kind of wild, the hate for Adrian Martinez. We've always known that he was a turnover machine, but that didn't stop the love for Brock Purdy last That year. was going to be that my is, next point. What the fuck is up with that? I mean, it, it it's so uh, hypocritical of a lot of national people and a lot of even the Big 12 people that are focused on it. They, they don't pay attention to the offense that uh, Nebraska ran, the, the talent that he had around him. They didn't pay attention to any of that stuff, and they just throw it to K-State like, oh, he's going to be the same guy. I think he's going to be a less of a runner. I think he's going to be more in control. And I think with playmakers like Deuce Vaughn that he can check down to instead of initially when he feels the pressure uh, from a Nebraska offensive line, his first instinct was to run and get smashed four yards downfield. Now he'll, he can check down to Deuce. He can, he can, they can run plays to get the ball out of his hands instead of draw, draw, try to throw a deep ball. I think the disrespect for Adrian is where the um, the betting lines come from because I said it um, maybe last week, but that's usually where Vegas gets their numbers is return, returning quarterback and coaching staff. So um, 
which is kind of baffling for why Oklahoma is getting all the love because Dylan Gabriel is kind of garbage. But it, it, I'm going to say that the same way that somebody would say that about AJ Martinez. But until Dylan Gabriel can prove that he can do it in the Big 12, I'm going to have to wait and see. So I'm going to bet that a power five quarterback in the big 10 is going to be able to prove it a lot more than a AAC guy. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little baffled by why they hate on K state so much. Um, but I'm going to bet the over a lot, a lot. All right. We're going to Bob Trollsby next Bob Trollsby. We have our friends over at the 1012 Network, and again, I, I it wasn't Phillip, the main guy over there, but saying the bottom of all these quarterbacks that transferred into the Big 12, why is there all this 9 a.m. slander? Is it just kind of like people like, oh, he was a Husker, fuck him, you know, because everyone hates Nebraska? Or are they just not using their brains i could when i listened to that episode i almost spit up my coffee that my guy nick told me to brew up uh i i was in shock at the slander of 9 a.m it was hilarious because i i I think when andy was on uh the bosco's boys for the primer i think he did a great job but he's such a ku homer um not not gonna lie i I love andy um, and i love that he loves football but yes. he he's predicting again. I'm not. I don't endorse. We'll get him on. I might have something cooking up in July called uh, behind enemy lines. Getting other uh, someone from uh, every Big Twelve school and having a lot of episodes drop in July. So I'll I'll let him speak for himself. But the guy thinks that. And I made I had this comment with him when I went on his show. He is such a homer. He said in the next twenty games, KU was going to grab seven wins, and I just don't see it. Uh, but yes, I sorry, I didn't that. mean to cut you off. Oh, I do no, love Andy, good. but you're he's good. a homer. I just homer. had to get that out there. I just had to get that out there that he's a homer. But I think as far as thinking a little bit about the the over unders and and who's being predicted for for the Big Twelve title, it's the same shit, and it's just a different day. It's a different year, but it's always OU and UT at the top every single year, and it's infuriating to the point where it's like you can't help but laugh at it at this point. Um, but it's the same thing every year. I, I think, you know, UT's over under, I think was like eight and a half for wins, but they were still picked second. And I, there's no way that an eight win or nine win team is going to be second place in the big 12 this year. I just don't see that happening. As far as Adrian Martinez is concerned, I, I'm a hundred percent drinking the Kool-Aid. So I'm being a homer here. Um, but he didn't have Cooper Beebe at Nebraska. He didn't have guys at Nebraska who were protecting him. And I think we've got, I forget his name. I think it's Clint, the K-State fan that's got those highlights. And he used to be like K-State dude or whatever on, on Twitter. But um, the Nebraska version of that account has popped up on my feed a few times with some Adrian Martinez highlights. Every single one of those, his offensive line is just completely collapsing around him. And there's no way that's going to happen on a consistent basis for, for K-State with, with Cooper Beebe and the guys that we have on our O-line. It's just not going to happen, and so I don't. I don't see it happening. I think people are going based off of his track record at Nebraska, where he just didn't have the support that he's going to have at K State um, with the supporting cast around him. So I, I think that's playing into it. At the end of the day, we had Skylar Thompson. We don't have him anymore, and so there is a lot of, of unknown there. So I get that, but at the end of the day, I think I think people are very severely underestimating what what we're going to be able to do this year. Going up to my guy, Joel. Joel, 
I know you're like me. You're waiting for you know the apps to go live to pound that over. Um, just what are your thoughts of the disrespect from the betting uh, you know community, and then also again, like I said, some nine a.m. slander. I'm just not happy about it. I've been holding on to this for two weeks. I just was not happy when I heard them say that. Yeah, uh, on the Adrian Martinez part, I mean, and this is absolutely no disrespect to Skyler, but like, do we really think that Skyler was that much better than Adrian? Yeah, he knew the system a lot more because he was here, and that'll definitely hinder Adrian. But there's, I mean, he's he, he could be a Heisman finalist. Adrian could like he, he's he's nice. Yeah, um, here's the here's the different. I I Adrian Martinez is a power hitter. He is swinging for the fences. He is going for home runs. But we saw it in Nebraska. He could also strike out. Skyler was going to slap singles. He's going to slap doubles all day long. I think they're going to. I think Adrian's going to get us the wins, similar to what Skyler did. But I, I think that they have totally different ceilings and floors. And I think that's kind of why I'm excited for Adrian Martinez. You knew yeah, exactly what Skyler's going to be. It's going to be feast or famine, but the feast is going to be a lot of fun. Agree, agree. And when it comes to the betting, I know everybody's like kind of sour about it, but um, I think we need to start just moving in silence. Uh, don't bring any attention to it so they don't reval that line and everybody just go and make your money. Not financial advice. Yes, not financial advice. I got to I gotta give a shout out to my guy, Powercat Ryan. I think I saw him in the chat. Uh, you know, he he's part of the dad gang, the bonehead dad gang. So I don't know if he's still in here. But he and I had a conversation about how the legalization of sports gambling in Kansas, like, oh man, either the juice is going to go to the other side, or maybe when it when it finally starts going in Kansas, it's going to go up to six and a half or seven. I will say this: I, I did some investigating. Uh, a lot of these apps and these books that operate in multiple states. They don't want to open themselves up to arbitrage and finding a way that folks can be winning on both sides of the bets by being able to, uh, you know, bet on both sides. So it's not as uh, rampant as you might think of. Oh, the 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 over under for K State is you know seven in Kansas, but if you go out to Vegas, it's five and a half. It's not nearly as rampant because they also have to compete with all the offshore stuff. If they start getting too squirrely, they know folks will just go off offshore so uh it's not as big of a worry after i did some research we're going to nick the coffee fiend shout out to nick my guy hooking me up with all the great veteran owned coffee companies in america uh just what is your response when you start seeing the betting community you know doubting case i shouldn't say the betting community but these lines uh being so bearish on k-state and then again uh two folks in the 1012 network uh, with some actual 9 a.m. slander. Uh, first off, what's up, my pimps? Uh, second off, uh, I think it's crazy. It's whack. Um, it's just absurd that they're still, even after Skyler left, and, you know, they're still thinking that we're not going to be as great. You know, pretty much the same odds and same placement as last year. And I think, honestly, I think we reloaded and got better um after all the transfers that came in and i just think it's absurd um that what they're doing it's year in and year out every every time this happens k-state you know shows out and is like hey we're we're still here we're still consistent and we're we're here for a good time so 
I love it. Nick the Coffee Fiend, he's my man. We're going to Ace next. Ace, uh, 9 a.m. Slander. What do, what do you think about that specifically? I think that there are a lot of people in this world who don't know what they're talking about, and that's just a perfect example of someone opening their mouth who doesn't need to, at least in that front. Just no toleration. I will not tolerate any disrespect to Adrian Martinez when he was just dying behind that offensive line. We'll be great next year, and that's really all I got to say about it. I, I don't think it's wild to say that there is going to be, he's going to be playing behind three future NFL draft picks uh, with that off, offensive line, uh, especially if, you know, BB gets pushed inside. You got Poitier as the other guard, and then the, you know, Dakota Bowl, who is going to be setting up the young bull at that new left tackle spot. So it, they're feeling that confident to bump Cooper inside. Then I, I think things are going to be going well. We're going to go with Coley dub and then we'll fi- finish this one off with Cali Mike before we get into just kind of rapid fire uh, decompress on the Antoine Davis saga. Coley dub 9am slander. You you know, I, I know you. You're going to be in Kansas. Hopefully the apps will be up and running so you can cash in on some of those bets. Uh, you know, the odds makers not liking the cats. Just what is your reaction to, you know, this is our first taste of what the outside world thinks about K-State. I think it is dumb. I think it's just the same shit, different year, you know. I think they just see the name K-State and it's just just doesn't cross their minds anymore like oh yeah k-state they'll they'll be all right um then i'm not sure if half of them even know we got adrian martinez at this point and they just saw that skyler thompson got drafted and it was like oh well skyler thompson's out so they're gonna revert back to what skyler thompson or they're gonna revert back to what k-state was without skyler thompson you know the past couple years when he was injured for sure all right cali mike cali mike just finish us off with this one yeah, um, I mean, I think the fact that they're even talking about Adrian Martinez on the 10-12 just sort of proves the point that we have a quarterback that's worth talking about. Well, for like, what it's worth, they were talking uh, about all the transfer quarterbacks, so they kind of had to talk about them. Well, whatever. I mean, the point is that, um, you know, you can have a player that uh, is a transfer and sucks. Like, say a KU player you know, some kid transfers to KU, um, they're probably not going to be talking about him too much. I mean, the point, like, I don't, I'm not going to give big game Boomer too much um, play, but, you know, he's got Adrian Martinez as the third Big 12 quarterback, basically second to, or third to Oklahoma and Texas, um, which they're always overrated, so who gives a shit, like, I mean, we're solid. They're always going to talk shit, but we always prove them wrong pretty much. So I'm good with it. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to either have to do a better job of not interjecting, letting the bonehead speak, because I wanted a little bit more than 10 minutes to kind of put a bow on this, but that's all we have. Antoine Davis, after, uh, you know, scoring a, uh, you know, light up ball, glow ball endorsement uh, from China ends up choosing to stay at Detroit. Now, that saga is wild. I I will reveal some stuff that I was hearing basically the two days leading up to it, that it was going to be BYU. And the the glow ball thing 
was what I was hearing because that is a company that does a ton of business with Jimmer Fredette. BYU and everyone in the basketball community, you know, Goodman was tweeting about it, Tipton edits, all these folks were saying in their inner circles, BYU not only was coming in with the collective money, but linking them up with a deal that could be as much as a half million dollars with Global that was helped orchestrated by Jimmer Fredette. He gets that deal, puts ink to paper, and then he decides to stay at Detroit. So just give me, you know, your 30-second just kind of review of the whole Antoine Davis situation. We're going to start with the Coffee Fiend, Nick. Yes. it. I mean, I could see it both ways, Go play, going back to play with his dad. But at the same time, it's like, okay, quit toying with us and just make a decision. So, honestly, it uh, it is what it is. I almost respect the hustle so much because they – they hustled, and they. Ha- I think this was the plan all along, and I think they executed it exactly how they wanted to. Chef, walk me through your thoughts. Yeah, I'm. When I saw the the global thing come up, I was like, oh, maybe he finessed all of us and got the deal sweetened or whatever. But when you like look into it, he has to kind of sell. It's like a true nil. It's not like cash under the table. Come play here. It's like. You get 20,000 balls, go sell them, and you can make the money. But, like, he has to sell the balls. He's not not cash under the table. I think when you see him playing in China in the next two to three years, I think you're going to be very surprised by how much money he's going to make. And I'll just kind of leave it at that. Um, So, while on on the surface it may not look, oh, here's just cash, I I think that this was a – very smart long-term financial play for him in his future playing professional basketball, not in the association. We'll go to Joel next. Joel reaction when it ended up being Detroit and just what do you take away from the uh, Antoine Davis saga? I mean, goddamn, I'm glad it wasn't BYU at least like, God, that would have been embarrassing. But I mean, Hey, game respects game. That, that boy played everybody and you can tell his dad's a coach obviously because no, nobody finesses the system like that, so shout out to him. We'll go to Ace. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much the same way. I just have to respect how he he just got absolutely everyone and then just got money out of it. I have to respect that. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he went about it perfectly. We'll go to Connor next. We'll go back-to-back with the Alley Cats. Uh, I was shocked when it was Detroit, but I remember reading a tweet that said that he was going to split the NIL money amongst his Detroit teammates, and I thought that was super cool. And I also thought it was really funny that BYU thought that they were going to get him up until like the 11th hour, and then he just flip-flops and doesn't transfer at all. I This is one of the funniest like transfer sagas thus far. It's up there with Stubby, and uh, I, I respect him a lot for how it went, I guess. I mean, just look at Jimmer Fredette's tweets, the minutes leading up to it. It was wild. We'll go to Coley Dub. Coley Dub, just walk me through the Antoine Davis uh, conclusion from your point of view. It's a lot of anxiety. Not really anxiety, but just a lot of like, all right, what's going to happen? It's taking forever. And I don't know. I got over it pretty quickly. Good for him getting that bag. But the staff will find some other playmakers to add to the team. Uh, Callie Mike. 
yeah, I mean, I guess looking at it, you sort of have to think like, why, why did we really think he was going to come? Because, you know, who's leaving their dad? Um, well, his fucking coach. dad was telling everyone that he's trying to get paid and he wants to play in a bigger conference. So they orc. I I 100% believe this was all almost mastermind orchestrated by his dad. No doubt about it. I mean, and you know, some of that money's being donated to the community, not only his teammates. So I don't know. Good deal for him. We got to go out and get our guy, who, who, whomever that may be. We're gonna end with Bob Trollsby on this one, Bob. Uh, if you were commissioner, would you have allowed this to go down the way it did? As long as he didn't go to OU or UT, yeah, I, w- I would have allowed it to go down uh, the way that it did. I-, I think it's just next level trolling, knowing that he secured the bag. He trolled BYU, us. Jeff Goodman tweeted about him going to Maryland. The the whole thing was hilarious. I I, I mean, let's get that bread. Power to him for splitting it with his teammates as well. I think that's super respectable, and I think. Hopefully, this opens the door for someone like Emoji Gibson to, to come to K-State. He, he definitely is where I'm putting, you know, my hopes in. Sounds like Florida may be the leader for that one, but I'm not, I'm not too worried yet. Tang had a great interview. Uh, he, well, he talked with, uh, oh, man, who was it? Uh, Andy Katz. It sounds like they really are focusing in on a few guys who will be concluding their NBA draft process here soon. So, uh, again, until everything is ticked and tied and we know what the roster is, I, I'm, I'm, going, I'm not going to melt down or anything. Uh, but that's, those are all the topics. Uh, but I, I am going to give out the MVP. And, and while I said I wasn't going to do it for his Jack slander, I am going back to Bob Trollsby and his triumphant return to the live show. So, Bob... Say whatever you want to all the boneheads currently here and everyone listening on the RSS feed Thursday morning. Wow, I'm, I'm honored. Um, I don't know who to thank other than my parents, my mom, for, for being a K-State alum and uh, giving me this fan, this fanhood, fanship that I have for the Cats. But I love the boneheads. Boneheads are great. It, it feels cool to be part of this community. I love joining um, the Color Cast, the Green Room, whenever we do those. So... Um, appreciate Scott and, and formerly Grant for getting this thing going and go cats. That's all I got. Yes. Go cats. Uh, that's all we have folks. Again, I gave them a few shout outs. Uh, if you're not a subscriber over at K state online, get over there again. They have heavily hinted at the, there's probably going to be a football commitment and a basketball commitment this weekend so if you want to know who it is check out k-state online again we always try to give them credit where credit is due and not say anything uh now not in the public knowledge on the show i know it's annoying for some but again go go join up over there check them out again color cast every wednesday 7 p.m live all summer long so if you're feeling hot you're feeling frustrated with the royals baseball Come chat with us instead. And again, shout out to Sports Drink and all of our friends doing shows over there. We love you guys unconditionally. I promise you, if you're a bonehead, I love you unconditionally. And no matter what's going on in the world, no matter where you are, Grant is always going to be waiting for you at the cat head. You just got to go find him. Dry scoop your athletic greens. Every day, scoop and score. Scoop and scoop score. And score. Not, not technically a sponsor anymore, but we do love athletic greens. So, 
You can still check out athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. I don't know if it's still active. Don't, but if you got it, scoop and score. Don't drink shit coffee either. Yes. Shout out to again. I need to. I need to link up with one of these coffee providers to get them as an official sponsor. But don't, don't drink Folgers. No, don't don't, don't, don't drink, drink Maxwell Folgers. House, man. Unless you are dying for coffee. I love it. All right, we love you guys. Talk to you soon. Hail to the purple. Way to go, Chef. Hail to the purple. Hail to the white. Wildcat in spirit. Wildcat in fight. Hail alma mater. From sea to sea, onward forever, hail victory. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Fight, UK State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors. We will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. We face a wildcat for all the modern fight, 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 fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Go state. Podcast Network.